Sheba, Chernobyl, Cheese, Chicago Black, Chicago Green, Chippy, Chistata, Christmas Tree, Chronic, Churro, Cigars, Citro, Cola. These are just some of the false names for marijuana used by drug fiends. All of that was drug lingo? These are just the C words, according to the DEA. Colorado Cocktail, Cookies, Coderitas, Crazy Weed, Creeper Bud, Crippy, Crippy, Crying Weed. <laughs> the crying weed. <laughs> the crying weed. Uh, wow. Okay. Super. Can I have some marijuana, please? <laughs> let's, let's keep it on the up and up here, people. So listen, a couple of things came uh, together for me in the last uh, few days as I'm reading and looking and clicking. It's all coming together. I'm going to begin and end with a couple of quotes from Thomas Sowell, which I find uh, uh, very persuasive. You cannot subsidize irresponsibility and expect people to become more responsible. And then he said, the vision of the left, full of envy and resentment, takes its worst toll on those at the bottom, whether black or white, who find in that paranoid vision an excuse for counterproductive and ultimately self-destructive attitudes and behavior. If you'd rather not make this about race, please read Hillbilly Elegy um, by old what's-his-name. It's an absolute brilliant, merciless book. Um, what is his name? That's funny. He just flitted out of my mind. Vance, I think. So. Uh, yeah, right. J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance. Um, about his, uh, his his poor white Southern people who emigrated into Ohio and their self-destructive attitudes, counterproductive, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and and I've long believed that about humankind, and that's the reason I'm. Uh, I I hate labels. I hate political labels. But in terms of government and a lot of social programs and stuff, I'm a conservative and probably so because I think it works better. Um, and, and like Thomas Sowell, actually, who, who was a lefty earlier in his life, so was I, um, until I saw the, the not only lack of success, but the bitter, bitter counterproductive failure of a lot of social programs. The, the uh, situation, uh, re the black family, um, and uh, education and out of wedlock birth and, and death rates among young men, et cetera, has just gone the wrong direction at 100 miles per hour since um, LBJ's Great Society. I think it's been a tragic, tragic experiment perpetrated on black America and and lefty politicians have continued to get most black Americans to vote their way through uh, some clever, you know, rhetorical arguments. Um, and, and, you know, you either you either believe this or you don't. But a lot of people don't grow to. Uh, later in their lives. One more quote from Sowell. One of the bittersweet things about growing old is realizing how mistaken you were when you were young. As a young political leftist, I saw the left as the voice of the common man. Nothing could be further from the truth. Now, here are the other things that I came across that convinced me of this. Um, Travis Bradbury is a doctor. Dr. Travis probably got a PhD. Um, he, he's, uh, he's, he's big on emotional intelligence and human relations and that sort of thing. And he's he wrote a piece. He's talking about Martin Seligman at the University of Pennsylvania, who's an interesting guy. I've read a bunch of his stuff. Has studied um, the difference between successful and unsuccessful people and their attitudes. And one of the key findings he's come up with is that the way you confront hardship or or failure is 
one of the almost 100% indicators of what kind of life you'll lead. Specifically, there's one critical distinction. Whether you believe your failures or you're not being where you want to be are produced by something beyond your control or that they are mistakes or misfortunes or crappy luck or you were cheated or whatever, but you can fix it with effort. Are you a victim or are you a the captain of your own ship? And what's really interesting. That's uh, what I got tossed off a jury for. Remember? Oh, that's right. Because I because uh, I said, I, yeah, I believe you're where you are right now, mostly based on your own decisions and everything. Right. That t- got me tossed off the jury. Right. Now, I can already hear my friends on the left because I, I actually listen to you, which is wacky in today's age. Um, saying that, what what are you saying? There's no racism? Or that it's not harder for a poor person to become wealthy than a rich person? Or, no, I'm not claiming any of that. My problem with your philosophy is your cures are worse than the disease in many cases. Again, see the great society. If you are the victim of racism and you were born poor and, I don't know, let's throw in another misfortune on top of it, or, or, or just specifical malfeasance, you know, somebody cheated you, et cetera, et cetera, and you come out of that thinking, F those people, they're not going to keep me down. You will be a winner. You will be impossible to repress. And if you come out of those experiences, or in a lot of cases, you know, not a bad experience at all, like your social justice warriors who pretend to be oppressed because it makes them seem noble, then you end up with what uh, Thomas Sowell was talking about. People who, in that paranoid vision, find an excuse for counterproductive and ultimately self-destructive attitudes and behavior. You have doomed yourself. And then you have this. The places in America that have the greatest outflow of people um, and are in the fastest decline are almost exclusively Places that have been run by Democrats since the 1960s. Big cities. The list is uh, in order. I'm sorry, I flipped one page too many. Uh, Chicago. L.A., Detroit, St. Louis, Cleveland, Memphis, Milwaukee, Flint, Michigan, El Paso. Um, And what's interesting is this uh, article is about San Francisco and talks about um, how it's become hollowed out as a city. Um, And by the way, because I'm a fair guy, the whole correlation causation thing uh, with the uh, the big Democrat run cities and the outflow of population, it's not dealt with very well in this piece from Investors Business Daily. I happen to think they have a point, but they don't support it very well. I'll go ahead and admit that. But they talk about San Francisco and we all know what's going on there. You got a giant Chicago based medical association, Chicago, ironically, that said we're not coming back to San Francisco. Um, because it's just too dangerous, it's too scary. Our people are freaking out. Um, it's hard to imagine why you would choose San Francisco if you're going to you know, get a bunch of people together. Right. Well, the positives are unmistakable. Why you would want to choose San Francisco is obvious. It's beautiful, it's fascinating. But they don't, over, they don't overcome the negatives, though. Well, right, exactly, yeah. In toto, no. Uh, the San Francisco Travel Association said that the loss would be significant, costing the local economy some $40 million from the 15,000 attendees, because they used to come to San Francisco uh, semi-regularly. 
<clears throat> and it may be the tip of a very big iceberg. The local NBC affiliate was brutal in its assessment as to why the cancellation happened. And I quote, the amount of trash, feces, and used drug needles scattered through the city streets and sidewalks is making it harder to convince companies to return to San Francisco. And the likelihood that an aggressive bum is going to get in your face is right. much higher than a lot of other cities. Yeah. They talk about the hollowing out of the middle class. Um, the uh, What is it? 54% of millennials want to leave the Bay Area. Um, and then they get into what scholar Russell Mead calls the progressive blue model of governance. High taxes, lots of regulations, nanny state authoritarianism, tolerance for rising lawlessness, which is uh, ironic given the nanny statism. But, oh, my God, you've seen that writ large in San Francisco and all across California, Portland, too, and Seattle to some extent. Well, a pretty big extent. Tolerance for rising lawlessness in the name of compassion which this study talks about, are the very ones that have driven middle-class and working-class citizens out. Only the rich and the homeless who've been welcomed into the city and are a growing issue can afford to live in the city. And then they point out it's unfair to single out San Francisco because it's a pretty widespread trend. Um, And they, they conclude the failure of America's big city should be a warning siren to Democratic Party advocates of the blue model governance um, I, I will tell you this. I grew up in Chicagoland as a kid, and so I'd been observing Chicago and its politics since I was a weird little kid who read the paper every day. Um, all of the rhetoric about helping the downtrodden is extremely well-crafted. It's really good. I like people who are good with language, and i got to salute y'all. You're great. Jesse Jackson. I grew up with Jesse Jackson before he was known on the national scene. He was an activist in Chicago. And these people crafted the arguments for big government and big grants and the rest the rest of it so well. And then they would take these enormous pots of money and divide it up among the powerful and their constituencies and just get voted into office over and over and over again. And they got more and more and more corrupt. And Chicago is an utterly corrupt city. It's ludicrously corrupt right now. Uh, Rahm Emanuel is is like a giant mob boss. Um, And that happens over and over again just because of the nature of of humankind. And I'm not saying that y'all on the left have no arguments. You do. And some of them are really, really good. It's just that eventually, and this is always true, the flaws in your argument drown the positives and they end up hurting the people you're trying to help. Needs to be a hell of a lot more tough love to run a successful city or a successful society. Sadder but wiser is a notion that the people on the left can't stand. Going through a really tough time to make you strong or the fact that even if you have been screwed, you have to say it's up to me to be a healthy, successful human being. You got to embrace those notions or you're doomed. Feel free to craft your counter-argument and send it to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You tweeted this uh, over the weekend, this Thomas Sowell quote, which is different, but I thought we'd hit on it while we're talking about it, talking about him. I really like this. If you cannot achieve a quality of performance among people born to the same parents and raised under the same roof, how realistic is it to expect to achieve it across broader and deeper social divisions? Yeah, that one blew my mind. How have I never heard anybody put it that simply before? clearly true right you have three kids they have completely different outcomes one ends up in and out of jail one is a titan of business the other one goes off to be you know a religious person right they grew up in the same household same parents same opportunity same everything you got three completely different lives 
to me, that is a giant torpedo that sinks the ship of the disparate impact doctrine. Right. That if, well, because Hispanic people do worse on the police test, it must be racist. I can't get my three children to have the same result on anything. Is the disparate impact of me saying you got to clean your room on Caitlin Declan and Delaney, is that evidence of something being wrong? Absolutely not to me. I've never heard anybody put it that simply. So yeah. clearly true. That's wisdom, man. People are different. Yeah. Different ambitions, different likes. There's other stuff, too. But that just shows you can't get equality even with the same race, same religion, same parents, same house, same everything. You can't get equality. Unless you exert a, a regime of control so repugnant and oppressive. Well, read Harrison Bergeron. It's brilliant. It's a very short story written by Kurt Vonnegut. So I want to hit the robocalls thing real fast, uh, just because that's a a problem. I hate him. Um, Florida guy gouged out the eyes of an armed intruder. Well, I believe in the castle doctrine, but uh... (laughs) stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Judge Kavanaugh, this guy was a clerk for outgoing Justice Anthony Kennedy, and there's a report that President Trump may have made a secret deal with Kennedy, who agreed to leave if Trump agreed to replace him with Brett Kavanaugh, his friend. But I don't know if I be- I mean, let's be honest. A secret deal requires two things Donald Trump is not capable of. Keeping a secret and making a deal. So, but the Democrats. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting story. Um, and apparently that's what happened. They did some negotiating with Kennedy that, hey, you uh, you retire while I'm I'm president and I can make sure one of your law clerks carries on your tradition and your view, viewpoints and everything like that. And apparently that's a tool that presidents use to try to get Supreme Court justices retire. I didn't know that. Yeah. Makes sense. Sure it does. Yeah, that's kind of the behind the scenes. And the it makes nitty, sense. The gritty. And it makes sense why you would re- why you would retire for that. You have a political philosophy you want to continue. Oh, yeah. Whether yeah. it's, you know, way left, way right, whatever it is, you want to be replaced by somebody like you. Yeah, I don't think uh it escapes Supreme Court justices how important their job is and and how, when they leave the party, they'd like things to uh, to roll on. Not exactly sure why, but robocalls have soared 40% since February. I certainly feel like I'm getting more on my danged smartphone. Yes. Yeah, clearly. So, that's a thing. If it's, it's not your imagination. Anything we can do about it? Or? Yeah, I think there are apps. Yeah, we've stuff. talked about that. There are yeah. a number of apps from, uh, they just, they pick up on what's not a call, and they need your phone doesn't ring, and it sends them to a dummy voicemail you've got the ones that are hilarious right. where somebody answers with a voice and then messes with them i was going to do that but it's a subscription thing i don't need to pay money for it but um there's also some sort of uh a new thing that's out there it's illegal but how do you catch anybody uh, the robocalls come from local numbers that exist that's not really where the call's coming from, but that's right. what shows up on your phone. And if you call that number back, you might get a hello. Yeah, you just called me. No, I didn't. Mm. 
they're using that number right. or making that number show up when they call you. Yeah, I fell for that once or twice. That became Russians. Clear. That's right. Yeah. And so, or insurance salespeople. Of course, the downside of that is <clears throat> you can't ever answer your phone. And there are some things, particularly calls from doctors. I don't know why the medical profession hasn't like upped their game on this. But you're you're waiting for a call from a from a doctor's office. They'll call. They don't give you. They leave. They if they don't get if you don't answer, they leave a message. They give you the main number to call back, and you can't get to that person. Mm. That's what happens over and over again. Mm. Marshall and I were talking about that the other day. They give you the main number, and you can't get to the doctor or the nurse. Or they call at the end of the day. And so you, you leave them a message. And you wait till tomorrow. Right. And they call you at some random time when maybe you can or maybe you can't take well, the call. Well, now you're back to answering the phone. Are right. you going to answer the phone? Right. Right. On this number. But anyway, um, so that's that. So here's a, a brief philosophical note. This goes back to the, the piece I was talking about that had to do with, you know, if you tend to see yourself as a victim... Um, in your soul, and, and everybody's a victim of something, and, and that's the one thing I want to make clear. I'm not for ignoring... Me, dreamy blue eyes. It's mm. held me back my whole life. Um, if, People don't take me seriously. Oh, for God's sake. If, if, if there is racism, if there's crime, if there's oppression, it should be dealt with aggressively, but you can't, you can't teach helplessness to people and expect them to have a better life outcome it's incredibly destructive but so this same piece had this simple piece of wisdom it's almost as great as thomas sowell's which we were just talking about listen to this you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with you're gonna have to explain that one to me. I'm clearly not in smart. terms. I'm, I'm the dumber one of the five. Yeah, and well, that's why we brought it up. We'd like <laughs> you to leave. Um, no, <laughs> in terms of attitude, philosophy, um, uh, achievement, like, or if I told you the f- the five people that I spent the most time with, and you had an understanding of them, you would have a pretty clear understanding of me. Yeah, Sean would probably be somewhere right there in the middle. Okay, likewise me. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And sp- what are you supposed to do with that? Well, knowledge? the reason they Judge. bring that up is to Judge yeah. them? Yes. Oh, yes, <laughs> exactly. Make them better. Whip them into shape to make yourself better. That's right. It's about them, not you. No, the opposite. Uh, it's talking about toxic people. Hmm. Oh, if gotcha. you look around at the five people you spend the most time with and find out that they're, they're negative, they're excuse makers, they're whatever you don't want in your life, you got to make a change. Hmm. Because. Or change them. Well, Which is a pleasurable process. Good luck. Um, because, <laughs> minute, and everybody knows this, who's who's hung around people with negative energy, um, it does seep into you. It absolutely does. So think about it. Yeah. I got one kid whose natural inclination is toward uh, blaming other things for his... Obviously, it's your deal. Right. That your shoes, you can't find your shoes. 100% on you, dude. Right. I mean, just... Right. Uh, What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the yin and yang of Trump's negotiating style on full display at the NATO summit today. U.S. trade war with China's moving to another level. And Sarah Palin gets pranked by comedian Sasha Baron Cohen. I I heard about himself. I heard about this. I I didn't hear the particulars, and I want to. Is it funny, or am I going to be mad? Uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I'll stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Text 
line. I used to think that parenting was the most important indicator of a child's success. Then God gave me twins who are as different as night and day. Genetics will win out. As somebody pointed out, not only are, you know, kids who grew up in the same household end up with different outcomes in life, twins do. Even twins, you know, have the same physical characteristics. End up with completely different lives. Right. Different amounts of money, different half levels of happiness. Sure. So how sure. would you ever f- force that upon the population? Well, you can't. No. The thing. No, it's an impossibility. And again, would take such terrifying levels of oppression and control, nobody would ever want it. Are you talking about the, the, the big NATO summit, Marshall? Indeed we are. So we just saw a picture with Trump sitting down to breakfast with everybody. Yeah. And uh, the, the caption was, where's Trump's orange juice? Everybody at this long table has an orange juice in front of their in front of them right. with the empty plates, except for Trump. Is he drinking a Diet Coke? No, he's got water. But did he say no orange juice? Like, don't I don't even when I sit down at the table, there better not be orange juice there because there's orange juice exactly in the right. same spot. Like, clearly the table had been set right when they all sat down, except for Trump. He sat down, and said, "Take this orange crap away from here. I'm not drinking any damned orange juice." I'm it's like he's enough. not really the juice anymore. <laughs> wow. He's not wow. going to make America great again. He's going to make America orange again. Oh, boy. Oh. I don't know, that's you know, another quirk of Donald Trump. Yeah, sure. he, there better not be a glass of orange juice when I sit down at that table. That's all the I'm Diet saying. Coke thing is right. He probably just ordered a Diet Coke Could instead. Could be. Yep. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is making new waves with allies at the NATO summit this morning during that breakfast meeting with NATO's chief, The president exploded with anger over Germany's multi-billion dollar natural gas pipeline deal with Russia while not paying its fair share for NATO defense. Germany is a captive of Russia because they supply. They got rid of their coal plants. They got rid of their nuclear. They're getting so much of the oil and gas from Russia. I think it's something that NATO has to look at. I think it's very inappropriate. You and I agree that it's inappropriate. Did you just say he exploded with anger, yes. Marshall? Yes. <laughs> it was <laughs> Come fury. On. That anger. did not sound like an explosion of anger. What's it? Fake news! Fury. Fake news! And then, talk about fake news and reaction. Three hours later, after meeting uh, with the German Chancellor Angela Merkel, Trump came out telling reporters... We have a tremendous relationship with Germany. Uh, they've made tremendous... They've had tremendous success, and I congratulate you. Tremendous success. It was all hearts and flowers. He's his own good cop and bad cop. Yeah, yeah no kidding, he is. Trump adding during the meeting he did raise his concerns about the new gas pipeline, and then speaking through a trans- uh, translator, the German Chancellor, Angela Merkel, sounded a rather conciliatory note. Very important uh, to have those exchanges together because, uh, after all, we are partners, we're good partners, and we wish to continue to cooperate in the future. Yeah. There you go. She Pay your speaks bills. excellent English. Pay your bills. I'll listen to you. I'm trying to bring people together. Um, by the way, this is kind of breaking news-ish. Depending on how you portray it, like the way Marshall just said, he exploded with anger. Exploded with anger. When all Unbelievable. Was, Yellow journalism. Uh, so Fox is saying Lisa Page defies GOP subpoena, refuses to talk to li- lawmakers. She has not shown up today to be questioned. She has said she's not ready yet. She hasn't had a chance to go through all the text. So she's either defying a subpoena, which is technically true, right. refusing to talk to lawmakers, <clears throat> like it's some sort of stance, or she's not ready, and she said, I'm not ready yet. Do you mind if I come by Thursday? And they might have right. said, okay, that's fine. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. Who which. knows? Oh, speaking of fake news, this is so good. Yes. Five terrifying drug crazes that were made up by the media. Yes! 
Michael, no. Not Jenkum. Is that still a problem? The, oh, it's a <laughs> terrible problem on our nation's streets. <laughs> I want to hear that drug crazes made up by the media. Terrifying How drug many crazes. of them did we report like they were really a problem? I'd only heard of a couple of these, but they're so damn funny they're worth going through. I do have the latest on the burgeoning trade war. China planning to hit back if the Trump administration imposes another round of tariffs on that country. Is this going to cause my sweet and sour pork to go up? It could. It could indeed. Trump this week readying plans for another $200 billion in tariffs for Chinese goods. What will I notice being more expensive, like most likely in my life? Almost everything. Because almost everything comes from China these days. Well, a lot does. Clothing, appliances. Mm. Tobacco, coal, furniture, food items. What happened to Virginia? Kentucky. Why are we getting our tobacco tobacco from China? China. Chinese tobacco. What? Anyway, Commie last, tobacco. Anyway, the last week... Give you week, cancer and communism! <laughs> last week, the U.S. enacted tariffs on $34 billion worth of Chinese goods. Oh, no. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's get down to the Sarah Palin story. Yes! She, she said she got tricked into doing an interview with comedian Sasha Baron Cohen. So he's the guy from uh, Borat? Borat. Yeah, exactly. Borat first launched onto the scene with Ali G when he did similar style yeah. of kind of ambush interviews. The Ali G early stuff is some of the funniest things I've ever seen. It is hilarious I and find, uncomfortable. Yeah, and I find him rather unfunny since then. I, I wasn't as big a fan of Borat as a lot of people do, but he seems right. to be going back to the kind of ambush interview style. Right. Okay. Cohen, as you were saying, is famous for using these false pretenses to score mock interviews with people. Well... Real interviews for the people he's talking to, but a mock interview for him. Anyway, this time he apparently disguised himself as a disabled veteran. Okay, I'm already on Wait a minute. That's not cool. Fake wheelchair and all. He got himself set up like that to interview the former vice presidential candidate for his upcoming Showtime TV show. Palin said she was initially contacted by a speaker's bureau and flew from Alaska to Washington, D.C., for what she'd been told was a legitimate historical documentary. Palin called Cohen's humor sick, evil, exploitive, and questioned how he dared mock those who fought for the country. Yeah, I agree with her. I would agree. Do not watch that special under any circumstance. You can't reward that. You can't reinforce it. That's not cool. Yeah, she called on Cohen to donate the proceeds from his show, who is America to veterans charity? God, that is that is unbelievable. See, uh, some of his stuff has always seemed to me like it's the reason I hate April Fool's Day. Okay, you walked up bus, uh, behind me and said, "There's a spider," and I reacted. And that, that why is that funny? I, I don't I don't get that. Right. So claiming you're a disabled ve- veteran, taking advantage of people's goodness, and then saying, "Ha ha, I'm not really disabled." Basically, yeah. I, I don't I don't get that either. Yeah, it's sick. And he's he's a foreigner too. <laughs> oh no, seriously, serious. I'm I'm serious for once about this. If I'm going to go to oh, France, for mean. instance, I see what you mean, and mock their war uh, yeah. injured. Yeah, uh, I think France owes me a giant punch right in the face. Right, you get some uh, yeah. French politician to speak to you by prepare, pretending right to be a, on the pretense that I was hurt in Afghanistan. And say, ha right. I'm an American. I fooled you, you idiot. Right. Wow. Hey. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of a nation. I want to punch him in the face myself. I was ready for some humor, and it just uh, you know went south. Anyway. Well, Jack, I suggest you stay tuned for five terrifying drug crazes that were entirely made up by the media.
And I got this Florida guy. Somebody breaks into his home. He gets a hold of the intruder, gets the guy's gun, and gouges the dude's eyes out. So does that guy need to go to jail now, the intruder? Because, or has he been punished enough by being blinded? Well, and and, and what about Plucky McGouge? Yeah. What's his fate? I don't know. Quit breaking into people's houses. Well, yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo and so much. So when Strzok, the FBI agent, supposed to testify, that's Thursday, I think. Uh, that's at some point this week. Getting questioned by lawmakers. Hey, Matt helpfully uh, sent this in. Uh, old uh, Lisa Page requested thousands of documents to defend herself and still hasn't received them. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's fine. Right. So yeah, the you point. Know. The point, Matt, and everybody else was not that she's dodging. It was the opposite. Jack was saying, "Look at this headline." Yeah. So Fox is, <clears> you know, <throat> Lisa Page defies GOP subpoena. Not really. I mean, that's technically true. I guess, kind of. Um, but yeah, it's misleading. It's definitely misleading. Perfect example of yeah, uh, prejudicial language dodged or defies. Fox is trying to make it seem like the bad guys, the people that are out to get Trump, right. did something they shouldn't do. Right. That is not the case here. Right. Uh, so five terrifying drug crazes that were made up by the media. Um, I'd heard of a couple of these, but only a couple. But they're they're funny anyway. Evidently, in the wake of the ice bucket challenge, there was the cocaine challenge where kids would do a line on social media, then challenge someone else to do a line of cocaine. Really? Straight. It's a new fad straight from Mexico. Um, Vice looked into this deadly trend and discovered that, shockingly, the mirror tabloid was using a very broad definition of the word trend, and it really wasn't happening. Somebody Uh, did it. A broad (laughs) definition of the word trend or thing seems to be... A thing. Yes. Um, yeah. How many? What's? I wonder. It's what the fewest number of people doing something <laughs> will will make it a national story. Yeah. Like well, four people. Well, four in this case, they think something. it was three. Three. Yes. Three people. Yes. Wow. How about Bluetoothing, Jack? Uh-oh, Are your chid, children Bluetoothing? <laughs> I like this. Uh, Bluetoothing involves something called Niope which is rumored to be a mix of heroin, weed, rat poison, crushed glass, and HIV antiretroviral <laughs> drugs, which they mention in this piece make it sound like a subplot from Blade 2. <laughs> and then the guy who wrote this, I'm going to give credit to the guy who wrote this, uh, Ian Forty, because he's really funny. Um he says, uh, so it's a mix of heroin, weed, rat poison, crushed glass, and HIV antiretroviral drugs. Feel free to assume it also contains the ashes of Michael Jackson and a canned ham. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but that cocktail does not make, uh, alone does not make Bluetooth. 
See, Bluetoothing entails taking the blood of someone who just injected this Naya Ope and then injecting it in yourself. Mm. Sky News reported it in May of 2018. You can trace it all the way back to, to a story in February of 2017 on IOL News in South Africa. And has anybody ever actually done this? Uh, no, the story was completely made up by right. some South African uh, uh, newspaper or tabloid or something. And I say good for them. If the world falls for it and takes it seriously, that's the problem with the world, not you. I'm only uh, envious that I didn't come up with it. This is my favorite one because I'm picturing my wife. Middle-aged women aren't stuffing Molly into cheese and calling it breeing. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God, that's great. Ingesting brie laced with MDMA. Um, before you ask, what, wait, is this a thing? The answer is a res- resounding F no. <laughs> the source of this is an article on Metro, a UK tabloid, which is based entirely on an anonymous woman claiming to have done it once. You'll get about 16,000 results on Google right now if you search for breeing MDMA. And everything come ba- comes back to that original story. Breeing. <laughs> So there's practically no limit to how absurd an idea you can come up with right. that some outlets will take seriously. Right, which sounds like a challenge to me. If I tell you what, it's hard to go further than rat poisoning, rat and poison and AIDS drugs and right. stuffed in brie and calling glass. it brie. <laughs> well, that's you're getting too confused. See, that's ridiculous. Nobody would do that. Addicts are not combining meth and wasp killer. Wasping, of course, they call it. Mixing meth and wasp killer. Now, this drug scare seems as real as they can get. ABC News did a full story on uh, on how people squirt wasp killer into meth or just bake it and snort the residue in order to enjoy effects uh, like a hallucinatory sense of smell or something like that. Well, it clears all the wasps out of your nostrils. <laughs> March 2018 saw wasping panic hit places like Indianapolis and Ohio. The end of 2017, a dude in Tennessee broke into a house, cursed out the dog, cut his own throat, leapt out a window. He told cops he'd been on wasp. Sadly, the buzzkills at Snopes were like uh, they looked into a Daily Mail story that was a big source for the scaremongering in this so-called trend. Um, and a little digging showed they'd taken several isolated incidents and conflated them as evidence of a trend, even though it was not at all. And finally, you've probably heard this one. No, your kids aren't eating strawberry quick meth. Uh, so, 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 Never so, liked so. the strawberry quick. I like the chocolate quick. Uh, but the like strawberry stra- quick? Whoa. My little brother, who is now a strapping young naval officer, would eat nothing but hot dogs and strawberry milk for about a year of his life. Oh, really? Right? Wow. Right? It would eat nothing but that. And God, my parents there, were so worried about there it. There are days where I'd be happy if I could get uh, one of my kids yeah. to eat that. If that story came out today, you'd have CPS called on their parents. Yes, oh, yeah. I know. I know. Well, they are beside themselves. And I think that's the source of the uh, the quote. I can't swear it, though, that the doctor saying, you know, we don't see many cases of malnutrition among suburban kids. As long as he's getting, yeah. you know, nutrition, he's going to be fine. Um, when he wants something else, he'll ask what? Which was worse for you, the hot dog or the strawberry quick? Hard to say. <laughs> Although he was drinking milk. Yeah. That was his favorite drink. And ingesting pig eyes. I think... <laughs> and, and genitals. Uh, I think he was probably six or seven at that point. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Back to the strawberry quick meth. In 2018, the Winnetka Neighborhood Council in L.A. issued a warning for parents to be on the lookout for this tasty new brand of meth. They even sourced their concerns with a real article from Fox News. Of course, that article was written in 2007, 11 years prior, and just mentions briefly that drug dealers are mixing meth and Kool-Aid to sell to kids. Uh, In 2016, it was back to terrifying parents, this time in South Africa. The roots of that scare were also the 2007 article. There's even info from the Justice Department about how law enforcement running across several kinds of flavored meth that year. But, uh, again, it's just not happening. Yeah, so that's that's along the lines of razor blades and apples at Halloween, that, that particular brand of thing. Right. And then our favorite of all time, Jenkum. Whoops. All right, Wikipedia. I've already donated. Shouldn't there be a cookie? Um, I'd like a cookie. Jenkum is an inhalant and hallucinogen created from fermented human waste. In the mid-1990s, it was reported to be a popular street drug among Zambian street children. They would put the feces and urine in a jar, cover them with a balloon. Okay, I knew that already. Now what do I do? Cover it in a balloon and let it ferment out in the sun like sun tea. Ew. Then afterwards, inhale the fumes and get high. Jank them. In November 2007, which was apparently just for some reason, I don't know, this planet's aligned, everybody's freaked out by this crap, there was a moral panic in the U.S. after widespread reports of Jenkum became a popular recreational drug yeah. in middle and high schools, etc. We, et we et talked about it and doubted it was actually happening. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. God, you idiots in the media are so not skeptical of anything. Or they just don't care. I don't care. That could be, too. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.